I listen to them the week they come out, um, unless for whatever reason I had to miss it. Is that because, and I only say this because you said this twice and typed it once. So three times is, is what you said. I was quoting you. Life happens. <laughs> was your reason for not partaking in something that's happening in our life? That was my reason. Life happens. No, I'm sorry. Just, you know, I, life, life happens. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah, it's you know that that's your bit. I'll go back. It sounds like your mind is. Was that? I'm gonna go back. I want to. I want to listen to Pearl Jam again. You don't. Okay, that's three o'clock high. That's a probably a good one. I haven't listened to that one again in a while. You don't have to do any of this, and I know you know that. I don't know why I said that, but um, I just want you to know. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think you know. I probably won't. I'm pretty sure, and I know why. (laughs) Because life happens. Life. Man, it's just you know, you know yeah. cat in the room. What was that? That was me clinking my alcoholic beverage against my uh water. Beverage. A toast to life and how it happens. Clink, <laughs> you know what else happens? Other people's lives, 50 episodes, 50 episodes. 50 episodes. That would be a good segue. I think I'm already got a clip from another episode I'm going to use, but that would have been nice. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Good job, opening. The show. I'm trying. Last know? week, yeah, yeah, last week, <laughs> moments ago, last week. We were I'm not recording. doing it this week. No, I know because life happens. I get it. I'll do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Because right now I've got a little life going on, but. Hey everyone, ever and welcome to number fifty of episodes for 20th Century Popcast, the show where for 50 episodes we've tried to understand 50 versions of the present while living in 50 alternate versions of the past. Oh, God. Woo! Ooh. Because I'll start saying that every week. My name is Tim Blevins. I'm Bob King. And we are celebrating another pointless 50. anniversary on the show. Because here's the thing, 50 should be two before 52, which 52 episodes in should be a full year since the show began. The show began eh, about a month ago and a year, so we missed that somehow. We have more than 50 episodes listed, but they're not all <laughs> numbered. So in all in all, once again, this anniversary, not a big deal. But it's the episode that will be numbered 5050. Yes, except in iTunes. iTunes chooses not to number it. So if you get the show through iTunes, you're not going to know until you listen to it that it's the 50. You're going to have to name it episode 50. But it's not episode 50 because we had like four bonus episodes. But that's just the name of it. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the 50th episode. But why name it just that? This is my child, a toilet. Is that really your child? No, it's a toilet. But Episode four was called episode four, but it was the first movie. Call well, it episode 50. Well, it wasn't – you mean Star Wars episode 4 or our yeah. usual suspects? Star Wars. No, no it Star wasn't Wars. called episode 4 originally. It was just called Star Wars. Then once they started the sequels, then True. on a re-release, they added what? episode 4, A New Hope. To All it right. Is what they All did. Right. So don't then, – then let's – this then let's do your catchphrase and we'll call it a, call it a show. All right. Um, what is it? Keep it real, everybody. What's the catchphrase? It started last episode. I've already forgotten. Oh, shit. 
Uh, uh, are we going to go back and listen to all 50? No, we just got to listen to last week's. But stay good, you stay don't cool, happen to stay listen. Cool. What, stay cool, everybody. Stay cool. Keep on in the trucks. Keep it on. You're, you like it? I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, we've got catchphrases. But you, the listener, you've got 54 episodes to choose from that brought you up <laughs> to the 50th episode. And yeah, I, I like it because I'm a fan of anniversary celebrations, mainly in comic books. I think I'm thinking like 25, 50, 100. They were always big issues for comic books. Like the 25th issue of the Transformers was when Megatron died. And 50th issue mm. spectacular of the X-Men and issue 100 of... Uh, I can't think of any other comics ever, but you know, they say they, they have it and it's fun Archie. and it's exciting of Archie of lovable Jughead of what's the spoiled kid's name? Reggie. Does Reggie have his own book? I don't, that I don't know. Imagine if we were tackling that today. This was our Reggie. What's his last name? Money worth. I don't know what his bucks. Holy shit. Do you, you know, 100% more than I do about that character. That's not his last name. That's probably a Richie I, Rich character. I didn't even know that character existed. Well, then how do you know I'm I talking about anything? I, I, I don't know. You speak with such confidence, Tim. I just assume it's you know, I try to. It's a real thing. I don't really know Archie that well. I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it. I didn't read them. So clearly talking about them right now would be the best thing. But instead, um, instead, uh, welcome to the show. Did we say that? I think we did. We did. Did you introduce yourself? You did that? I introduced we myself. We did. I'm very happy yep. to be doing the show with you. I think it's we've done this fifty times, fifty-four times. Well, you haven't though. That's the thing. You haven't done it fifty. No, that's times. true. You've you've got you a would lot subtract of four solo times. episodes. You would subtract five times from the fifty-four. You've done it forty-nine times. So next episode, next episode, if we count the bonus, that's episode, my anniversary. Episode. Be your anniversary episode. Whereas for me, four episodes ago, so Die Hard, <laughs> that was my fifth. So. So this is good. We're we're just kind of averaging it out, and we're making this our anniversary episode. That's how math works, I think. I think, but yes, not precisely. It's our yeah. second anniversary episode. We did a twenty fifth anniversary episode a while back, and honestly, fifty seems like a big number. So I'm happy to be celebrating it, and I'm happy to be celebrating it with you, Bob Canning, and you, the listener. And for each of you, I pointed a different direction, but you can't see that. But what we're going to do today—it's what we did on the twenty fifth episode as well we're gonna do uh we're, we're gonna do some celebratory uh pop fives we're gonna do a show of pop fives for conversation bob what is a pop five because we actually haven't done one in 25 episodes or as you would oh man pop fives are so much fun pop fives are actually they're kind of a nightmare for me yes pop fives are when when you <laughs> Uh, when we you said it, is. I wasn't saying. I was repeat. You mentioned it was a nightmare last time we talked yes. about it. Yes, you because you you we we proposed to each other uh, a query to list the the top five or five items of a particular pop culture thing, whether it be characters or songs or events or something. Pop five in thirty seconds. Can you name five of these in thirty seconds from? our past pop culture experiences and uh we don't know what they are ahead of time i don't have a list prepared no for i don't have it uh, yeah so um and it's timed it's 30 seconds and it's i don't like being timed and i don't like uh being asked questions so this is my favorite type of show <laughs> everything works <laughs> against you i do like the pop fives i think they're fun i think they get conversations started they are fun don't I get think, me wrong yeah. don't get me wrong they are fun and i think like they're it. a real test of 
ingrained pop culture. Because again, and I think I said this on the 25th episode, when we sit down and we say, all right, today we're doing a moonlighting episode, or we're going to talk Tennessee Tuxedo and his pals, we do a little research. We know what we're going to talk about, so we prepare ourselves. So I will admit, I'm sure there's been things we've talked about where I'm bringing in knowledge that wasn't really mine, but I researched it somewhere to make an interesting episode. But with this, we're really working off of just our memory our wits and our knowledge of pop culture. And, and you know, it's, it doesn't invalidate the other ways we talk about it. It's just kind of nice to see in a little telling what comes to the surface, what, what stokes it, you know, what are these memories that kind of hit. Right. Yeah. So they're not yeah. scary. That's a, that's a great, no, that's great. Yeah. In fact, I great think you're better at them than you think. I well, think you're let's pretty find good at out. them. Well, I was going to say, let's find out because I've got one. I've got a couple here <clears throat> designed specifically for you um, that I think are things that are attached to you. And we can kind of ease into it, I thought, with maybe like an easy one. <gasps> Something maybe Thanks. off the top of our heads to kind of converse about. How about that? I hope it's I hope it's Oasis related, but go ahead. Well, this one is very much not <laughs> Oasis related, but you know, the, the Christmas season that passed back in December. We, oh, we, sure. we talked Christmas specials. We talked Christmas movies. And you talked about how your favorite or one of your favorite Christmas movies is uh, Die Hard. Wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. diehards. So what I thought was, you know, yes, diehard, fine. That's great. We, we like it. I like it. Big Bruce Willis film, big Bruce Willis yeah. fan. W- could you, Bob Canning, for me right now, outside of any of the diehards, name five enjoyable Bruce Willis movies? Non. Sure. Now, are you going to give me. Bruce Willis. Are you going to give me a start? Are you going to say start because we are timing this? I have to wait for the start. Yeah, that's how. Yes, I'm going to give you a yeah, start. Okay. So five okay. enjoyable non-diehard related Bruce Willis movies. Okay. Go. Unbreakable. Oh. The Sixth Sense. Okay. Uh, Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Yeah. Um. Uh. What is that? Three. That was three. Three is not a movie he made. Pulp, Pulp Fiction. That's four. Uh, uh, nobody's f- north. No, not no, north. That's fine. Um, you enjoyed it. Uh, We're not going to count north. No, just, nobody does. Four. Can you think of it? Three. Oh. Two. Really? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm. I didn't do it. No, See? Didn't do it. I can't that's do it. Weird. I'm a little shocked because I did it when I came what up. What did with I miss? It. I mean, you said I'm sure you said you'd... Pulp Fiction, you said Hudson Hawk, uh, you said Unbreakable, and you said Six Sense. Sense. I had tw- that's four though. Right? Yeah, well, North would be five. I had Twelve Monkeys, which we saw together. Oh, Twelve, 12 Monkeys! Amazing movie. Death oh. becomes her. The comedy that he's in. I said that mm-hmm. one, and this is the one I'm shocked you didn't say. Blind Date would have been a good one. I've never seen it actually, yeah. but I'm going to blow your mind by saying the one you didn't say that I thought would have been the first one oh. out of your mouth. Are you ready? God, The Fifth Element. Yeah. Oh, he's in the Fifth Element, right? He is not the Fifth Element, but he is in the Fifth. No, element. The Fifth Element is love. But uh, yes. it makes me uh, wonder. It makes me ask you: Are you not? Maybe you're not a fan of Bruce Willis. Maybe you're a fan of John McClane. Like, do you like Bruce Willis as an actor? I, uh, yes, I do. And I just, uh, this is exactly why I'm a little <laughs> terrified of these pop fives. My mind goes blank. So, like, as you prepped me, I started thinking of, of Bruce Willis movies. And the first one I thought of was Pulp Fiction because mm-hmm. we did an episode on Pulp Fiction. That is true. Uh, 
And he's and then I thought good in that. It's not sense. his greatest role. I'm actually his story oh. is the dullest story in Pulp Fiction. I think. Sure. With apologies, sure. His, to Bruce his, Willis, you're very talented. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love the Fifth Element. I just haven't seen the Fifth Element forever, and so my mind stuck. Well, it it went to the we things we talked Hudson about. Hawk or Blind oh, Date forever too. But we've talked about that's the thing we've talked about Hudson Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's come up uh, recently. Pulp Fiction. Unbreakable, Sixth Sense. It's things we've talked about uh, recently, and I think because we're we're doing these sort of based on uh, our previous episodes, mm. those those were the first ones that come to my head. We haven't talked about the Fifth Element yet. No, we haven't. Which, which so I didn't to do. I didn't think of it. He's had a lot of sci-fi movies, huh? <laughs> like Twelve Monkeys, Unbreakable, Fifth Element. Like, and you know what? He hasn't done a lot of comedies, <laughs> which I find odd because Bruce Willis. The way I first encountered Bruce Willis was through Moonlighting. He was one of the funniest people in the world in the <laughs> mid to late yeah. 80s. Die Hard, everyone says it's funny. He's not as funny as I thought in Die Hard, but he's doing jokes. No, Die, Hard, Die Hard's not funny. But isn't it's he not funny. making jokes? It's, like, don't people got, like his jokes? It's, it's, got, you know, it's got nervous humor in there. Yeah. But it's not, it's not laugh. Laugh out loud. All right, so he wasn't doing like he was almost working against comedy. I feel like when we saw Die Hard yeah. two, one of the most obnoxious things was just the quips that he had to throw out. Like the, there was a period where Bruce Willis, and this is weird, he's not anymore. He was quips. He was all about he's the he's the regular Joe action star who makes quips, and he dropped that. He's very unfunny now. I don't look to Bruce Willis yeah. for jokes. I don't look to Bruce Willis because apparently he's a Trump supporting Republican also, but I just I don't what's the last Bruce Willis movie that that hit it big? That hit it big or that we saw? Because <laughs> those are both things I couldn't name right now. I, I think he still does a lot of movies. I don't know. The last thing I saw him in was a G.I. Joe sequel, but we're talking nineties eighties uh, Bruce Willis. Right. I'm just wondering when did he one, when did he become the sci-fi actor? I feel like he had the Twelve Monkeys, Fifth Element, Unbreakable. Those were kind of like right in a row, which I think is awesome. I think he is he yeah. is like because he's not overly muscular. He's not a huge guy. He's an approachable everyman for these movies. But when did he stop being funny, Bruce Willis? Because honestly, and we should do Hudson Hawk one day of all of his movies. Let's do, fucking do Hudson Hawk one day because honestly. I know parts of it are bad, but I do love that movie. And it's not the whole like, isn't it crazy? I like the movie everyone thinks is bad. It's a good, it's a good Bruce Willis movie. And it's a good 90s yeah. movie. And maybe it won't hold up. But why do you think he stopped? Or when do you think he stopped doing comedy and why? Uh, I, I think he just became a bankable action star and got into the, 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 the business of that movie well, making I mean, is machine. 12 monkeys an action movie is unbreakable an action movie like he's really good in those movies he's like six cents that's not an action movie he's he's a good actor i think there was a time where he was making those those movies where it was the the dramatic role um and that was to counter counteract the diehardness of early bruce willis uh, but then after that, it's been nothing but, uh, to my recollection, nothing but uh, action type. But you movies. also you I see mean, Die Hardness of Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis in that period, I knew as funny Bruce Willis. Like I don't think of Die Hard when I think of Bruce Willis. That seems to be everyone's movie, and I get why. I'm not. What, what other funny 
Besides, what what else was there? Death becomes her. There was moonlighting, which he just he was. Besides moonlighting, well, but that's the thing. That's Bruce Willis to me. That mentality is Bruce Willis to me. Blind Date is funny. Hudson Hawk is funny. I guess he's doing jokes in Die Hard. Death becomes. I mean, I guess you're right. No, now that I'm I'm saying this, I guess he John he wanted to be a serious act actor. He wanted to do dramas. I just he was so. And again, we'd have to go back and watch because maybe it doesn't hold up. And now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't seen Moonlighting in a while, but my memory is he was so engaging and entertaining and winky and fourth wall breaking on Moonlighting that I would love to see that again. And I wonder if we would have. If he hadn't yeah. done Die Hard, if Blind Date had been the breakout role, or if Blind Date had stumbled, would he, he be begging Sybil Shepherd to reboot Moonlighting? Like, I don't know. I kind of want a funny Bruce Willis again, but it's just yeah. we're not going to. I like uh, we we had a, we had the best of both worlds. I think in the Fifth Element because he was there's comedy in the Fifth Element. Yeah. Loads of comedy. And in the he's fifth good element. with that. that. There's comedy yeah. in Twelve Monkeys. Like he's a good. I like it when he's not invincible. Fifth Element, 12 Monkeys. He's a guy who gets beat up, who can't necessarily hold his own. And I like that. You know, it's that's very Han Solo of him. He's the only other actor I could think of that might have been able to pull off Han Solo at some point. Like he's got that to him. Do you think he'll have sort of like a rebirth in a few years where he's taking on those those elder statement statement elder Am I saying that right? Yeah. Statesman, statesman. I believe, is the word you want. Statesman, statesman that's okay. Thank you. I don't. Because I think he would be doing it by now. I think he would have you, to be You doing don't it. think so? I think, he, like, I I think, think he and Liam Neeson, I, they've got these action movies. They can stay in shape. They can I can play. see him. I could see it happening, though. I can see him taking on, you know, those roles that maybe – well, think about uh, Nobody's Fool, I think, is the name of the movie that he had with Paul Newman. I'm going to say the 1994 um, film, Nobody's Fool. Is that what it was? I don't know what it was. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, he can I do it. I haven't seen it. But he hasn't done it. Like, I haven't seen it, but I could see him doing the Paul Newman roles coming up. I don't think he's going to let himself be vulnerable anymore. I think he got tricked with, he uh, with Die Hard no, and stuff. I think he will. Well, I'd like to. Because honestly, I want to think I like the actor. And I want to think I can separate him from his politics. I don't know if I can. I want to think all that because he, again, hilarious and moonlighting, over the top but funny in Hudson Hawk, but just 12 Monkeys He's and Fifth Element, he's so good. And we should do a double feature. Films. We should check that. I haven't seen 12 Monkeys in a while. I love that movie. I should go back to that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I... I haven't seen either of those two in a while. I've probably seen Fifth Element more recently. I feel like I have at least parts of it because it seems to always be on TV. But mm. I don't know. He's someone who he's come up on the show a few times. I thought it was worth thinking what else has he done. And you did it for the most part. There's movies out there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking broken English. Not broken English, but broken cadence. Uh, this would be a nice time for you to jump in and say, well, Tim, I've yeah. got – Tim, I, yeah. I've got a pop five for you as well. Awesome. awesome. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. It is yes. so, so, So going back, uh, as, as you suggested, taking my inspiration from previous episodes, uh, this pop five is inspired by episode 26, uh, which was your uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode where you talked about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp oh, yeah. and how you uh, got that together and sold it on eBay. So I have a pop five for you when you're ready. I'm, I'm going to get my timer All ready. Right. I'm set. I'd like to know the five things, Tim, the five pop culture things that you once had that you wish you hadn't sold. Go. Oh, um, 
Well, Jesus. Okay, that's this is hard. Uh, I'm gonna say the transformer named Hot Rod. Um, I'm gonna say. Do they have to be toys? No, any anything you've sold pop okay. culture wise. Uh, oh, anything you've sold pop culture with. Okay. Um. Oh God, this is hard. Uh, the Hoth playset with the turret and probot from Star Wars. Um. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Uh, this is really hard. There's five, some of the CDs I, I four, shouldn't. Have, uh, there's a Neil Gaiman chapbook I shouldn't have sold. There's a leather bound copy of the Dark Knight Returns I shouldn't have sold. And 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 I had a. I, oh, oh, you're got no more. Okay. I almost had to tell I, you about I, the I child I sold into small child slavery. <laughs> I was counting down when you were naming some CDs. What were the CDs? Did you name no, CDs? No, I said uh, there were CDs. I wish I hadn't sold. I was naming uh, uh, books. I know you don't read, but I was naming books. No, there are CDs. Like, I wish I hadn't Like, and I've had to rebuy them back, too, as part of it. But there are plenty of CDs I'm sure I wish I hadn't sold. Uh, a lot of bootlegs that I've lost. A lot of just yeah. stuff that, you know, I went through the phase of liking, stopped listening to. Now, not so much because digitally I can find most anything. But I definitely sold musically. stuff. Yeah, musically. No, I mean in the world. <laughs> Anything I need. No, I like mean, right now, I want fingerless gloves. Let me get online here. Well, uh, oh, just finger gloves. Well, finger gloves. You, you Ooh, I'm just saying you can't. Browser. <laughs> you can't. Uh, um, you can't digitally experience that Hoth playset, which no, I also had. Yeah, it was awesome. No, and that those I don't know. I traded best. those. I traded a lot of my Star Wars. That was stuff. the one. That was the one with like the ice bridge that you turned a lever and it would collapse. No, that's the generator playset. I wish I had that. Good for you. That's awesome. I had the the rebel turret and probot set. Had a probot launch. The bridge was something separate. No, there was a bridge on that one. The turret with the the gun turret, right? That you could walk into. There was a door to go into it. I mean, I couldn't, but I think my rebel officer figure could. (laughs) Yeah. No, those are two different playsets. The bridge was it was a generator, a bridge, and like an ice cavern. And they could connect. No, no, no. They both had a little latch. You could connect them. You're forgetting though. I didn't have the other one. You're forgetting that there was like a, a two pieces, two two ice pieces. It sounds like your mother connect. built you a bridge because I don't think that was part of the place. That we'll, we'll look it up after. I want to look it up after. We'll find Never it. talk about it on the show again. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, those are things I sold. I'll tell you things that I've lost. I moved to Chicago in 2008 and in doing so I packed up a lot of stuff, sold a lot of stuff too, but packed up a lot of stuff and immediately moved back. And there's three boxes that never made it back. And I'm so furious because in those boxes were a tank girl movie poster an Oingo Boingo um, dead man's party record release poster, a transformers season one from 1984 poster a painting my best friend of Nate did of Megatron, um, a Mallrats poster. Oh, these are all posters. I'm thinking about it. Wow. But there was boxes of things that got left behind that I'll never see again. And that I miss. And it's weird because I don't need them up. It's been very long by now. But yeah, selling stuff is hard because in the moment it helps. But yeah, down the line, it's kind of like, I wish I could just put that back on my desk again. Although looking at my desk right now, it's cluttered anyways. There's this Dazzler, Alpha Trion, a Shark Decon, a Slave one. It's a mess. I don't need more things on it. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry if I've, I've made you saddened by, by the losses. What, do I sound saddened? No, but if you are internally... I apologize. Well, I'm not going to let anyone. I'm not going to let on to it because that's weakness. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. 
You know what else is sad? I'll tell you what's sad. Sad and scary. Uh, two weeks ago on this very show, I forced myself into watching a movie from childhood that mm-hmm. nearly made me shit myself with terror last two weeks ago. I bet there's a better sentence I could overlay that with some editing. Um, <laughs> I watched The Day After uh, a few weeks ago, a movie about the United States during, before, during, and after a nuclear strike, an apocalyptic strike on yeah. Earth. And it was scary because it was realistic. Normally, I like those kind of movies, but this one hit a little too frighteningly close to home. Have you seen The Day After? You know what? I haven't seen The Day After. The Day After existed in my life and in my world, but I've never watched the movie. It was one of those movies where I was aware of how terrifying it would have made me, mm-hmm. so I, I didn't watch it. I didn't you seek it would out, have been but- made terrified. I would not have wanted to look at you. Well, Is that what I said? It's a frightening movie. I said some of that sentence. You said part of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's an apocalyptic, scary movie. And yeah. but when I thought I'd ask you because and I'm curious because maybe this isn't a topic you like maybe I'm wrong in this but I was going to ask you to name your five other pop culture post apocalypses that you <clears throat> enjoy. Are you? Does that make sense? Uh, post apocalyptic things that I enjoy. Pop culture post apocalypses that you enjoy. It makes sense, but I think you're right. I don't know if this is really something I I go to, but let's 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 give it a shot. Wait, let me restart the clock. All right, ready? Drop that bomb now. Yeah, wow, this is really something I don't. <laughs> Your mic was off. I'm not drawn to. Can't think about uh, something you enjoy. Maybe something we've talked about but never released. Maybe something uh, uh, that will be. I mean, back. I watched Mad Max. Mad, uh, Mad Max was that's, fine. That's an apocalypse. You got four movies yep, there. You can so, mention that would bring you up to four. Uh, okay, Thunderdome and uh, the other ones. That's um, it. But that's I'm all. Not, that's I'm not a huge done. Fan of post. I'm really? sure you're going to start naming post-apocalyptic. Uh, post-apocalyptic. I am doing terrible with my statesmanship today. Calypso music. I'm going to name some Calypso yes. music. Yeah, no, because I, I love this show. I mean, just off the top of my head, Days of Future Past <clears throat> from the X-Men, uh, The Terminator. Mm-hmm. I, I actually wrote down The Day After. That's kind of a cheap. But the ter- yeah, I mean, I like The Terminator, but I don't think of it as post-apocalyptic because it mostly happens in But the future they're coming day. from, the whole movie is set up right, around the idea I'm just of saying, the that's, that's why it didn't, pop in, it didn't pop into my head. Nothing popped in your head, so that can't be why. No. Oh, Mad Max did. Um, did you ever watch the show Spiral Zone? Do you know that cartoon in the 80s? No, sir. No, that was a horrifying no. Earth had been struck by some sort of plague that drove people to be mindless and insane, and they looked horrible, wow. and there's some weird government corp or something kind of trying to run the planet and there's this group that swoops into the spiral zones the area where this this infection happened and they try to save people it was, it was to sell toys but look it up on youtube spiral zone has a very frightening opening credit it's got a pretty heavy guitar rift as well but no i mean i think just in general most vhs box art in the 80s seemed to celebrate the post-apocalypse and it was fascinating to me yeah i scared- not a genre i was drawn to no, clearly I did. No, I mean, did we not watch a lot? Uh, Is that not something we zoned in on? Heavy metal. 
heavy metal is post-apocalyptic, right? Most of it are. I think the ending of it with the, the, yeah, yeah, the, 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 I remember watching that with, with you. I hadn't seen it prior and I watched it with you. Uh, Tank Girl post-apocalyptic. Sure. That's a great example. Where was that? I'm sorry. I watched watched it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not something I, I sought out on my own. I mean, were there things that scared you that you would enjoy when they were in entertainment? Like that's when the post-apocalypse and the idea of these post-nuclear war areas, that was a horror for me, but I enjoyed it in the entertainment. Like were there things that terrified you that you would that later enjoy in pop culture? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of like ghost movies. Okay. Uh, those those terrified me as a kid. Um, Poltergeist, man, that messed with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that movie. You were um, scared of ghosts, and, and not so much. Yeah, not so much horror movies. Like, I I, I guess I got a kick out and enjoyed, uh, you know, Friday the Thirteenth and Elm Street, mm-hmm. but they didn't scare me. You know, like yeah, I guess I was, wasn't really scared of that. I enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. a lot. I really enjoyed it. But Ghost movies, Poltergeist but... scared me. Sure, that's fine. And uh, I'm trying to think of any other ghost, like The Exorcist. That's a scary movie. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Exorcist. Scary. That would be a very weak half of an episode, but sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like reality based ghost movies yeah no i I, I, that's Uh great no i think and i enjoy experiencing those kind of things and i think pop culture it was weird like with the post-apocalyptic stuff it could go either way sometimes in pop culture i loved it other times it would turn me off and make me uncomfortable like and i mentioned this on the day after episode you can't do that on television had an episode where an atom bomb goes off because of radiation from barf's barf's burgers and that really threw me I couldn't handle it because it was scary to see that mushroom cloud. So sometimes it didn't actually work out for the better in pop culture. Did you not watch You Can't Do That on Television? Was that not a show you no. watched? Oh, that was, really? That was on Nickelodeon, right? That is, it was on Nickelodeon, yes. Yes, I did Imagine not that was on cable. the BBC. No, that was on the BBC. It was on PBS. <laughs> the you Can't Do That on Television aired on PBS. No, I, I – uh... I didn't have cable for a very long time, so I didn't, I didn't see that. It's not MTV. I know of it. I uh, yes, uh, we talked about that last time. MTV was at my grandparents' house, and so when I was there, I would steal moments to watch MTV. Your grandparents weren't watching, uh, but you I can't do that television or Double Dare. They didn't find that. No, they fun. weren't. Not at that time. Yeah. They weren't watching MTV either. I had to sneak that. Okay, sneak it. Yeah, you can't do that on television. It was yeah. a pretty horrible show, actually. And it was one of the shows was- I watched with a hand on the dial. So if anyone came in the room, I could change it because I was embarrassed to watch. <laughs> And I didn't like it. It's not like I liked it. It just, it was, it was on and there was something odd. It, it was grotesque. It was comedy, I guess. There was an angle of comedy to it. So that's probably. Comedy, I guess. Comedy, I guess. That's, that might be a good segue for uh, my next pop oh, five. Okay. All right. If, if that's okay. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. So this one I pulled, I pulled this, this was inspired by uh, uh, episode 42. Uh-huh. A wish for wings that work. Oh, the old the holiday, uh, Boone County holiday special. Oh, holiday, back to the holiday. A, a wish for wings that work. So, in the next thirty seconds, mm-hmm. Tim, I'm getting the timer ready. I'd like you to name five characters from the television show Wings. Okay, go. There was Dauber. There was the sassy old lady who announced what planes were coming and going. 
There was Crystal Bernard's character, who was a sassy southerner who announced when the planes were coming and going. There was the chubby guy who wasn't the same chubby guy uh, who played the principal on Fiddler. There was Steve Weber um, as the smooth guy with the leather jacket, and his brother was played by the guy who did Superman's voice and was also on the Time's up. Time's up. That was close. Is Dauber on that show, or am I thinking of Major Dad? Dauber is from Coach. I think you're thinking of Coach. Coach. uh, There was a Dauber-like character who went on to Ned and Stacy. What was that character's name? Uh, Lowell. Lowell. It was that Thomas that Hayden. Was Thomas Hayden. That, that was uh, what's the movie where he drinks all the wine? What's that called? Sideways. That's sideways. Uh, side- own Thomas Hayden Church. Also, you could say that's George <laughs> Jungle's own Thomas Hayden Church. And honestly, I'll, I'll admit here, I only know that it's Lowell because I have the cast list in front of me. I did not watch the show Wings. You never watched Wings? But it was always from- on. There was a period where that was only it. what USA had to offer. You could turn on the TV at any point, and that fat guy I, I was talking watched, about would be there, whining about with his the mustache. Life. Maybe I don't even know. He, his stomach blocked everything, but <laughs> it was just everyone made fun of him. He hated his life. I don't know if he made it the finale. I feel like he probably downed a plane on purpose, and it was lost to the world. But Wings is a horrible, horrible program that I watched a fair amount of and never enjoyed. It wasn't like I was watching Wings and also enjoying it. Everybody was bad on that show. Steven Weber, who's a good actor, was obnoxious because his character was too cool but wasn't. The guy who does Superman's voice as his brother, charisma-less. Crystal Bernard was maybe a little too sassy Southern. (laughs) <laughs> Lowell was just a, a character that I really was hoping just have him trip on his mop and die because his character is sad. And then I guess the only character I liked was the one who announced the planes coming in. Well, I never, I never got into wings uh, probably because it was terrible, but also because I just, I didn't get the concept of An airport. this little small airport. Yeah. Like with a, with a diner and yeah, it's just, I, I got, you know, I could watch news radio all the time. Well, those are very watch... not similar shows. Well, but I'm saying you know, I could work, enjoy a, a program that's well show. written and watch wings. It's a work. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it As a kid my age, it's like I enjoyed knowing that, uh, like, like having some at least experience or or able to imagine what it's like to work at a news radio station or to work at a bar. It's not like news radio, by the way, that is not what it's like to work at a news. No, no, that is not at all how that works. Also, there are no radio stations anymore. I imagine this is not how it it is to work in an airport. I think one of the reasons wings was so awful is that's probably a pretty realistic depiction of a very dull (laughs) job. We're on, we have to get you to and from where we're on and you have to get you back from an Island that's isolated. They'd use flights. It wasn't like they were getting flights in from France and stuff. They were just flying back and forth from the mainland characters from cheers. Is that what visited them? Yeah, that's all they were just, it was a tape or something. Yeah. I know. I guess I just weren't working for the military. They weren't guests stars who are like, boy, are my arms tired? I got to get to the sands and perform tonight. I'm Fred Travelina. I got to get to the sands and perform tonight. I'm Rich Little. I got to get to the sands. That's not in Massachusetts. I'm Jeff Dunham, but a young Jeff Dunham, but still an unfunny Jeff Dunham. Like that, it's just, it was it was an awful show that is was on for, I'm going to say, half my life. 
And in addition to being on for half my life, was also in reruns for that half and pass it. I don't know why. I don't know anyone who's a fan of wings. I do know for a yeah, while the cutout bin at the local ShopRite grocery store had two seasons, two, three, and four available on DVD of wings for $4. People aren't scooping up wings. People remember all these actors from other things. And then they think, oh yeah, and they were on wings, that show I never saw them on. But I don't know how a show like that lasts. It's not well-written. It's not well-acted. These are good actors, but they're not acting well. Maybe it's a, pro- a product of its time. Maybe it had a good lead in. But Wings, if we looked it up right now, outlasted all of its actors and kept going with different actors. I think it eventually morphed into the West Wing. I think that's a spinoff of Wings. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it is just – it is it's, bad television. Is it one of those shows that uh, stayed on the air because our parents enjoyed the, those those uh, those actors. My parents did They weren't old actors either. Right. They were young. They were in their twenties. It was supposed to be Cheers yeah. on a plane. You know how you can get speed on a boat. This was Cheers on a plane, or Cheers yeah, in an yeah. airport, I guess. Yeah. But it is bad. God, it's really bad. Veronica Closet was not enjoyable, but I would much rather watch four days of Veronica's Closet, which is the entire run of the show three times, than watch. I would say a USA afternoon of six episodes of Wings. A program that I laughed at twice, probably. Probably, by the way. Once because I couldn't yeah. believe it was still on. And then once <laughs> because I realized it was funny that it was still on. Because nothing happens on Wings. Oh, God, Wings. You're awful. I wish Wings didn't work out. But it did. I wish for Wings to fail. I wish for Wings to maybe not be in USA so much. I wish for Wings to be removed from my memory and replaced with Anything, even pictures of apartheid happening, because it is awful. Let's replace it with the next pop five. How's All that right, sound? let's do another pop five. Let me look at my list here. Um, well, we're talking TV, I guess. You know that those are you know where Wings is a real show, but Wish for Wings that sure. worked. That was an animated show. So why don't we talk uh-huh. cartoons for a minute? How about that? We've talked a little okay. bit before. We talked about the X Men talked about Animaniacs. We talked about the ticks. I want you to think of five, and they don't have to just be children's cartoons, but five animated programs that we watched in the 1990s. Are you ready? That you and I watched together? I said that, but if you watched them on your own, that's fine. Just can't be Animaniacs, can't be Tick, and can't in the 90s. X-Men. In the 1990s. Are you ready not to mention the Tick, Animaniacs, or X-Men? Sure. Then go. Yeah, go ahead. All right, The, the Simpsons. That's uh, uh, because you didn't include that one. The Critic. Oh, that's, that was on my list. I love that show. Yeah, The Critic's great. Uh, Dr. Katz. That's also on my list. Um, Capital Critters. I probably checked out Capital Capital Critters. Capital Critters. It was. That's four. Good job. Uh, you can do kids shows. Uh, Hold on, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of some kids shows that aren't Animaniacs. Uh, two seconds. Eek the Cat. Yes, that's on my Did list too. Eek the cat? All right, oh, all right. Uh, do I have one more? Uh, you said one five. more. I think you said five. Do you oh, have great. another one? What did you say? You no, said The I Simpsons. Don't. You said The Critic. You said Dr. Cat. You said Capital Critters. And then you said uh, Eek the Cat. Awesome. I had Gargoyles and Batman on my list. but um, Oh, Gargoyles. I would love to talk to Dr. Katz and the Critic, but instead, because I think we can save those for episodes, those are two of my favorite shows yeah. of the 90s. What 
And I don't know, but what was Capital Critters and how did you happen to know when it was on the catch it? Uh, Capital Critters, I just remember Capital Critters uh, coming out because The Simpsons was a hit. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it. there being a lot of stories about the reason it even existed is because The Simpsons was well, a hit. What was and it? Explain the, the, the show. CBS. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was mice and rats and other critters that uh, lived in Washington, D.C. And I guess some I, – that's probably all I know actually. <laughs> maybe they did – Maybe they had their own little government uh, in the walls, in the of, the walls of the White House. I think Bob Goldthwait did a lab rat. It was uh, okay. It's weird that, that it got the fury then of Simpsons. Because I feel like in the wake of the Simpsons, there were a few cartoons. There was Fish Police. There was Baby Oh, Blues. yeah, Fish Police. Um, what else? I'm sure there's other. Baby Blues is based on the comic strip, right? Yeah, and it was crap. And Dilbert, Dilbert was also, was a, I don't know if it was. That was later, but yeah. Uh, because of the Simpsons. Yeah, I, th- I think it was just because yeah. of comic shows. But yeah, there were, I mean, I'm all, f- at the time especially, I'm sure I checked out all of these shows at least once, except for Fish Police. I couldn't find it. That's based on a comic book. But um, I was a huge and am a huge fan of animation. So when the Simpsons hit in prime time, there's suddenly an opportunity for other shows to come up. Yeah, I was thrilled by that conceit, by that concept. And yes, most of them were crap because they weren't trying to do their own thing. They were just trying to be topical. If I remember Capital Critters, and this is a hard thing for a show to do, I think it wanted to be sort of politically relevant, you know, like a, a sharp, like a Murphy Brown, yeah. but with a Bobcat Goldthwait. But it's a cartoon. So they have to, you know, they're yeah. working on that months, you know, six months, eight months ahead of time. So I, I'm sure I didn't get the politics. I think I saw one episode of it, to be honest, and I probably wasn't that into it, but I was always pushing for it because Me again, too. I loved animation. Yeah. It'd be cool to do a little research and see what else. Cause there was what MTV was a good source for animation They had mission Hill. I think they may have had the oblongs that might've been later. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of good animation. The nineties was a pretty good time for animation, especially as we saw for adult yeah. stuff. And again, let's do a Dr. Katz episode. Let's do a critic episode. Cause those are both shows that I learned a lot from. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Let's do that. Great. I mean, let's not do and, it right uh, now because we got to do another top five. Let's do it. Oh, it's for me, right? Oh, that's, I that was what I was five. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this is uh, inspired by episode 33, mm-hmm. which is uh, the episode where we talked about one of your heroes, if not your singular hero, Paul Westerberg. Hey. thought you were going to say Jeff Dunham. I hate Jeff Dunham. Did I tell you or did you say I, did I watched a Jeff Dunham special? You, you told me you watched one recently. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, why did you do that? That's a good question. I'm embarrassed because I tweeted about how awful it was, but I realized in tweeting this, I'm watching it and people know this. I watched it because of how <laughs> absorbingly bad it was. I can't get over how bad it is. He's so smug up there. He's still like, this yes. is gonna this is gonna really hit him. This is a jive. This is clever. And it's not. It's cheap jokes, hack jokes, racist jokes that aren't doing anything, so they're just racist jokes. And I'm talking about the pepper on a stick. No, I'm talking about Jeff Dunham. But oh god, do you recall that you saw him live? What? You saw him? You saw him at the? Was it the Comedy Connection at Faneuil Hall? No, I didn't see Jeff Dunham at the Comedy Connection. You saw Jeff Dunham? What? We saw Jeff Dunham? Yes, and that's my fault. That's my fault. 
I had some familiarity. I had some familiarity what? with Jeff Dunham. I remember he had a woozel named Peanut or a Peanut named Woozle yeah, or something I like that. I first heard it as a joke on Mystery Science Theater 3000. I thought uh, – I, I enjoyed him at the time. Did I? And in my in – my, I don't – you enjoy that that live experience. Um, in our newfound freedom of living in Boston and being able to go to nightclubs and comedy clubs. Or just me knowing show. this. <laughs> or just that, but me being familiar with this comedian, I I kind of corralled us and everyone agreed, and we went and saw Jeff Dunham at the Comedy Connection at Faneuil Hall, and uh, I remember we all kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of neat us? experience for me. I don't know, thirty bucks, so thirty dollars on seeing a horrible act, 15? even that. Yeah, I don't recall any of it except just the experience of going out, you know, no. late at night. I mean, that was just exciting for me. <laughs> But the, exciting to go and come back. But the show itself, I don't remember a second of this. And I'm ashamed. Embarrassed I don't remember it. Yeah. Ashamed that I went. Because I despised Gallagher-level despise <laughs> done him. I don't think you knew him at the time. No? I think you just went along. Yeah, I think you just went along with uh, the outing. It was, was this a, freshman it was year? It should have been freshman year. Do. Yeah, it would have been freshman year. You're not going to ask me to name five Jeff, Jeff Dunham puppets, are you? No, uh, I was doing, I was doing uh, Paul Westerberg. The, the Paul Westerberg. Yeah, so it, this is this is what I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking to see. Wait, where did Jeff Dunham come from just now? I I don't know. I think I talked about Paul Westerberg being a hero of yours, and I think you jokingly said Jeff Dunham as well. Yes, jokingly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's probably. Right. But I I want to see if you can name five uh, other influential. Pauls. Do they have to be musicians? You ready? No, just just anybody. Paul. But from the ready? Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, Paul Weller. Paul Thomas Anderson. Um. So I know some from this century, but they don't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Lee Shore. <laughs> okay. Um, Paul McCartney. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Are you related to the McCartneys now? Is that what you're going? Call no. me Paul McCartney. And, um, all right. Time. Yeah, I don't it's know. Time. That's time. You want, you want to try one more? No, because that's all I got. Uh, who do you, that, that's a good list. That's four. That's a four. Are you influenced by any of these four, especially Polly Shore? I guess I'm not. Oh, was I, I supposed to be influenced by them? No, not necessarily, but that's. that's um, I guess Paul Thomas now. Anderson a little bit. Boogie Nights yeah. was pretty changing. Yeah, kind of hit me in terms of storytelling without a central story. Yeah, yeah, that that was st- the storytelling without a central story. That 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 nails it. I walked out of Boogie Nights uh, underwhelmed. Oh, I was like, ah, what? Yeah, I guess it was a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. <clears throat> I walked out and I was like, I. Yeah, I think I liked it. It was yeah, it was okay. And then we were talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, oh that segment that 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 was awesome. Did we see that together. And then we were yeah. talking about the. No, I saw it out here. I was in L.A. because okay. I saw that twice um, in the theater. I, I really really liked that movie. Loved that movie. And uh, yeah, and then well, the more I talked about it, the more I realized I loved the movie. Um, I loved it 
in its segments. I loved it in its bits and, and in its little stories. And I realized after the fact that it just was genius how all these uh, seemingly separate parts came together to make what initially I thought was an underwhelming movie, but ultimately was like just such a well-made movie. There was an it, awesome it just time snuck to up be going me. to fucking movies because there was that, there was being John Malkovich, there was Fight Club, there was Three Kings, uh, yeah. there was Beautiful Girls, there was, oh, come on, Tim, think of a non-male directed movie. They're out there. You've seen them, you big fucking white male. Come on. I can't. I'm so embarrassed. But no, there was still, it was a great voice on the side. Is that fair to say? It was a great time to be seeing these movies. And it's weird because- you know, like I always think, like I wonder what it was like to have seen The Godfather. I wonder what it was like to have seen Taxi Driver, American Graffiti, right. you know, these classics. And it's like I feel like that was a time where we were seeing classics in the theater. You know, we saw yeah. we saw Rushmore together. You know, we saw all these other movies. We saw Bullwinkle and Rocky together. You know, we saw all these other movies that are now these classics to people younger than us coming up. Where it's like, oh, that was that movie growing up that I saw on TV. It's it's everyone talks about, and so we had those. And it carried over in the 21st century too. But yeah, I fucking loved mid to late 90s movies. I mean, there was a lot of great crap too, but it was just having the art houses right there, having the Nickelodeon right fucking there and going yeah. into that just to see movies. I love that. Was there another Paul that you could think of that I was missing? Paul Lynn. Uh, oh, Paul Lynn. <laughs> Paul Lynn. No, um, I'm, I'm actually surprised Paul Weller was your first Paul. Well, just because that would always come up when I was looking for Paul Westerberg at the U.S. Stores. Oh really? They would have Paul Weller. They may not have Paul Westerberg. I is he in the Jam? Is he from the Jam? He is from the Jam. Uh, he has a pretty significant solo career as well. Uh, Paul Schaefer was the other one that I had in my head. Oh, but, um, would have been worth. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Where was that? You know what that proves to me? And I think we were talking about it uh, in the, the the end of the decade or whatever, the nineteen ninety three episode. David Letterman probably wasn't as big of a part of my life as I think he was. I loved the show and I watched it, but yeah, Paul Schaefer didn't come right to the front of my mind. I guess I wasn't watching it every week. That's one of the no. things when I re-listened to that episode, I'm like, what are you saying here, Tim? I do like David Letterman a lot. I did watch him a lot, but I don't think he changed me. He was a talk show I enjoyed, but yeah, weird. I find I find that there are times in my life where I might be really into something for you know, six months or, or less or more um, and then don't go back to it again. But I still feel like I speak to it like that was something that was always in my life for years and years and years, but only because like I was really into it for that short amount of time. I don't have an example for some reason, but <laughs> I guess that's how memory works. That's how these yeah. things work. But I just, I was surprised. I was like, ah, I think I'm really trying to attach myself a little more to David Letterman. And again, I loved him and I find him very funny. I think he was the talk show I watched, but I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we should be wrapping. Want to do one more each and then we'll wrap this uh, up? Sure one thing, man. Around. Let's pick a fun right. one. Sir, I will. I can actually get five answers out. I think I have one you're going to enjoy. This is then. the Oasis one. Let's go. Not Oasis space, <laughs> but I think you're going to like it. Okay. Here's the thing. If you ever did do an Oasis Pop 5, I probably would only come up with three answers. Because Here's the just, thing. If I ever did an Oasis Pop 5, and that's it. Because I don't think I would. I don't know enough about them to say five things. I could probably name five 
Beatles songs they've covered. I could probably do that. That'd be a pretty good one. So a while back, we had a pretty good episode where we both discussed. I know we had the one <laughs> where we both discussed one day doing a podcast where we discussed an album that had impacted us both back in 1993, yes. 94 uh, uh, college. Yeah. But instead of talking about that, no, if we're going to talk about that, this is an easy one. This is one just to make you feel good about yourself. Oh, no. I don't even think we need to talk about anything once it's done, but I thought you would enjoy it. So what I'm going to ask you to tell me, because it's someone we've spoken of and because they do matter to anyone our age or just a little bit older, um, please tell me your five, one, two, three, four, five from the 90s, not heading into the 2000s or beyond, favorite Pearl Jam songs, also called tracks. Go. Okay. Um, State of Love and Trust. Uh-huh. Corduroy. Really? Uh, yeah. About the bear? Hey, don't, uh, the bear don't song. Don't stop my time. You can't do this? Come uh, on. What, what, after, you but you're, you're, you're taking my time. Uh, Rearview Mirror. Frozen seconds. Um, yep. uh, Alive. The bear? Uh, the bear? Uh, yellow Lead Better. And that's fine. Right, I did it. Five. Five. And then there we go. There's a, the time's over. Wow. I thought you would have just rattled them right off. You had to think. Did you have to think because you're trying to sort them out or? I didn't want to name them all from one album because I knew I figured if I just, you know, started naming songs, they would just come off of one of the albums. So I wanted to. We only shared one. Album. We both shared Yellow Leadbetter. Yeah. I had that on my list too. Uh, Review Mirror. You said that, right? Uh-huh. Yes, we had that. Um, I had Release off their first album. You had Alive off their first album. Um, I had Elderly Woman, which you did not say. And Nothing Man. You didn't have anything off of that album, did you? Uh, Off of the one with the spin, spin, the black circle spin uh, song. I had Corduroy is off of Vitology. Oh, you're right. That's the name of it. What does that word mean? Corduroy? It's the... It's a... Vitology. Oh, Vitology is... Maybe like the bear? Uh... (laughs) Vitology is like a brain, some sort of brain study, I believe. Like parts of your, like parts of your skull map to other parts of your body. It's like an old science, an old like like the vital parts. I believe so. I think that's what it is. Vitology. That's that's what I remember really? it being when I was curious about In the case. Title. Are you sure it's not studying something that's like the bear? <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Well, good. No, Pearl. Jo- is corduroy I- about a bear? There's a book called Corduroy that's about a bear. It's true. He has green suspenders Cor- on. He lives in a department Corduroy, store. Like, He's kind of like America's Paddington, but without the flasher that's, angle. That's right. He tries. He tries to get, with that jacket. Tries to get a button off of a, of a of a mattress. Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say that. What's interesting to me is that he only tries. I don't think he succeeds. And I'm like, first of all, buttons on a mattress. When are you shopping? But second of all, that should be pretty easy for the bear. <laughs> he put his pants on, so he has grip. <laughs> Well, there's probably not a lot we can say about Pearl Jam because we had a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah. Well, you know, I was surprised. <laughs> but, uh, um, our last episode, we were talking about albums from our our high school years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, neither one of us mentioned uh, Pearl Jam or Nirvana, which I which I thought might come up. Well, Nirvana wouldn't have been mine because that that wasn't something I liked. I mean, I was thinking like, where are the grunge albums? And I felt it's on my my list of 10, it was there. But for three, no, because that wasn't hitting me. I think before Pearl Jam, before any of that, I would have put Soul Asylum. Are they grunge? 
I think they became grunge. Did they start as grunge? I'm not too familiar with Soul Asylum. I think they started in like 83 or 84. Yeah, but I, I mean, they I, they were big to me in high school. They were important to me, yeah. I think. I think they got looped into yeah. the grunge, I guess, on their like eighth album or something. I'm, I'm, that's not a band I'm too familiar with. Were you a fan? I thought you were a big fan of Soul Asylum. Am I no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Soul Asylum. I like that song. Well, there goes the pitch for that episode. I like that couple songs. We should do a grunge episode, though. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. Yeah, or we could do an episode with the bear. No, we could do a grunge. We did. We did the single soundtrack. We did like the single soundtrack. We, we did, talked Pearl, we did Jam. Pearl Jam. That's a grunge episode. Yeah, maybe we'll just keep. You sp- opted not to like it in high school. We'll, so. we'll keep spreading it out, and we'll just do it album by album. Okay, we'll cover them all till we hit live, or is it live? I hate that band. Oh, oh really? God. I like their first two albums. Okay, enough. You didn't have to say that. You could have just said you like them. Do they have more than two albums? Yeah, they've got uh, Secret Samadhi or something like that was their third album. And just the title alone, I was like, I'm done with this band. I was I hated everything by that band. Why? I can feel it coming back again like a rock. That song is so fucking... <laughs> Bad. Is it the dramatic the where he alone? Alone. That's a great song. I that's a I alone the bear. That's a good oh, I song. I hate that. That band is bad. Plus, he looked ridiculous. He did look a little weird, but he looked really ridiculous. Uh, how much? Uh, no weirder than the, no weirder than the midnight oil guy. Everybody likes midnight oil. What's wrong with with the shaved head? First of all, no, everyone does not like Midnight Oil. Some people know who they are and some people don't. But Or Moby, you could say Moby. Right. Or Paul Schaefer or Charlie Brown. Yeah, he just – I that band is so self-righteous, self-important, and bad. See, I like to remove some, sometimes. I mean it's hard sometimes. But you can – I can try and remove – who the bands are, who the people are from the music. Sure, I can too. It's still crap music. I, I, maybe it's because lightning of, strikes. Maybe it's how I came to it, but I, I can see. I like and still actually own those first two live albums. Like a rock, and he's so quiet at the start of that song. It's like get step up. It's like he can he can belt that out. It's, it's, he's not saving. It's him. a good song, and I want our listeners to chime Bing. in. I want our listeners to chime in and vote. Bing. I want to hear what people think. What's the consensus? The first two albums, well, that song, I Alone Love You. Is that a good You're going way out of your way to assume people know more about this band than they do. No, just that just song. Just focus people on the songs song. everyone's going to know. You're right. People because know that's that. what would make them good decide song, if they like them or not. Good song or bad song. That's what I want people to tell us. Which song? Because they I have Alone two. Love You. They have more uh, than two. Uh, I Alone. Or Lightning Kravitz. Both of them. Uh, uh, tell. Lightning Kravitz. Lightning Crashes. Oh, lightning crashes. <laughs> and they got that song, uh, Are You Gonna Go My Ways? No. Um, oh, they're so bad. They're one of the, they are to me one of the worst. They are really, really one of the worst really? of the 90s. I disagree. I can't stand. I disagree. I'm sorry if they are the one listener we have. I don't know. I apologize. But you know, you know, you don't like what I do. You listen to Howard they're to Duck. Better than, uh, I don't know, Crash Test Dummies. No, first of all, they're very different bands. So you could say sure. Crescent Test Dummies is a great band. They're Are a very they? sad band. Very, they're doing something different. I like his voice. I like enough of their songs. Sure, mm-hmm. yes. But this band live, first of all, that's like they knew what they were doing. It's like it would be funny. People won't <laughs> know what we're called. <laughs> I mean, I know um, it was hard to name bands in the 90s. There are no good named bands. Oh, that Bush. reminds me. 
remember Sean Sean from Emerson? Yes. Uh, yes, Swar- I thought he. Yes, I do. Yes, he had he had this bit that he proposed once for one of our our uh, sketch shows. I'm not. He, he didn't really. There wasn't much to he it. Was, he was in a comedy troupe with you at Emerson College. Yes. You both in a comedy troupe. Just to set this in case yes. we use it. He wanted to do some sort of bit with a band called, and I'm going to spell it out first and then say it. He wanted to name the band S O U L Soul. And then D-O-U-B-T, doubt. You know, a deep meaning, you know, doubting your soul. He wanted to name the band Soul Doubt. So whenever the band was advertised, people uh, wouldn't go because they would think it was Soul Doubt. Now, here's the thing with the premise there. <laughs> Not to put it down, who am I to say? A couple things. One, written up on a marquee wouldn't work because it's sold out. <laughs> well, it never became Two, a thing. If you're a fan of the band, you know they're called Soul Doubt or Soul Doubt. And three, if you're listening to the radio and they've never announced the band, they've just said something sold out, you wouldn't be interested in going anyways. <laughs> it would have to be Sold Out Show is Sold Out. And you'd be like, what? Oh, I don't even know what they're talking about. When's the uh, Soul? You would call them saying like, yeah, when does... uh?" Because if you back then in the '90s, if you wanted to be like, "Oh, we're Afghan we're going to come into town," I wonder when you would call the venue. You would dial up the the the, the Paradise. Someone would answer the phone. You'd be like, "Hi," they'd be like, "Hello, how can I help you?" I'd be like, "I was curious when the Afghan Wigs were coming for t- to town." They'd be like, "Oh," and then they would read off the dates. Uh-huh. They wouldn't go like, "I was curious when the Afghan Wigs were coming to town," and then the person wouldn't go Afghan Wigs and leave it at that, and you'd be forced to go, um, "Oh, I guess it's a." Uh, Haberdashery or something. No, they, they. So if you were to call up and say sold out, when is the sold out show? Maybe could go like, well, which one? Are you talking about the breeders or are you talking about you know? But most likely they'd be like, oh, the sold out show is this date, and you would have to be a moron to forget you had just asked for the band you're interested in to be like, oh, they're sold out. And then he'd be like, yep, yeah, on this date. And like, well, what other dates are they here? Like, are those here for the one date? Well, oh, so I can't see them. Can't see who sold out. Yeah, they're here for that date. What date? Third date. I mean, you could do that, that I guess. That's what he was going for. Yeah. And it just never, we never could figure it out. You know how you could get out of that? You know what I think? I think what you could do back and forth, then the person who works at the Paradise pauses and goes, which band? And then the person who calls goes, sold out. And the person at the paradise goes, wait, sold out? And then the person on the other end goes, the bear? I think you could do that. <laughs> oh, 50 episodes. There's your show. There's your wonderful show of pop fives. Bob, thank you. Hey, thank this you, has been man. great for a year. Yeah. Right? I think it might go downhill, but it's been a good year. Been a I'm, good I'm year. glad we've done 50 episodes. I'm looking forward to some more. Yeah. Um, I hope the audience, the listenership is. Look, listenership, uh, again, 20popcast.com is, is the website. Please go to that. Here, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say two things coming up one we're going to try to have a lot more guests on the show I, we're going to be start building shows around you know same shows we're doing but having a third voice in there we're going to try to do some episodes where we're talking specifically to one person if we have jeff dunham on we could have a, a fifth or sixth voice as well 
we wouldn't have to be there. You could have him, a pepper on a stick, and some racist caricature who just keeps saying the bear. But we, we, we do want to work. You know, I, I, I like having other people. I like it when we're here, and I like it when we're here with someone else. We've had guests in the past. So I guess I'm saying you, the listeners, if there's something you think you'd be good about talking about, something from the 80s or 90s that meant something to you, something that you have some some knowledge on, or just want to talk about and think it might work for the show, drop us a line. A pop talk because we could do this we could have you on the show we'd love to have you on the show we i mean bob you and i have our relationship which is great we have our viewpoints which is great i'd love to get a third person in there once in a while so that is something we want to set up um another thing i'm kind of just putting this vaguely oh so go to pop talk drop us a line if you want to be on the show at 20podcast.com that's right pop talks a tab there but that's the website boy this went horribly no no um the other thing, the other thing I was going to say is that I enjoy it, and I know there's something playing right now. I love pulling in different songs of the era. I love picking what songs go with the episodes. I love being like, here's a song I like. It's going to blend in really well and then fade out at a funny point. We have to stop doing that. Yeah, we <laughs> for need legal reasons song. coming yeah. up if we want the show to continue to grow. What was that? We need our own theme song, don't we? Tim? We do. We need a theme song. I mean, I think there are ways to do it. I think there are ways we can use songs. But you know, like I've started posting the podcast on YouTube. It's been blocked a few times because of songs we use so yeah we're looking for someone who can maybe compose us a, a theme song something maybe an 80s synthesizer or 90s grunge theme something merged together Ooh, we can have a contest if we got enough submissions i was well usually just, you have the contest and then get the submissions but yeah. that's true once we got the submissions we could turn it into a contest let's just get some interest first if yeah, you're I'm a musician th- if, I'm you write ahead, themes, if you'd be interested in writing a theme what was that i'm thinking ahead i'm, I'm two steps ahead here what do you think about it? the bear? No, but I think I, I, I you know, we're, we're looking for a theme song. So if you're musically inclined, if you'd like to share something with us, I mean, look, I, we can't pay you, but we can definitely give you credit every episode. It'd be nice to have some sort of music. Anyways, that's just putting that out there. I'm sure there's a better way to talk about it uh, some other time. But hit us up at 20popcast.com. Hit us up. Jesus Christ. That's, you know a, saying, that's a thing people say. Hit us up. Hey, <clears throat> hit us up. I alone can hit you up. <laughs> Fear's not the answer. Like a rock. Um, Bob, do you have anything you'd like to say here at the end of this episode? Uh, just again, I want to say uh, thanks for a great year, Tim. That was, that yeah, that's fun. This has been great. Great, great, great uh, staying in touch. Uh, we had gone years without being this in touch, and now we've gone a year talking just about every week, and it's been great. It has been mostly great. That's true. So, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. And, and again, listeners, thank all of you who listen. I know we have people listening every week. If you could share it with a friend, if you know someone who might like it, or just mention us somewhere, if you can give us a little review on iTunes, that really helps. Give us some star reviews or type something really quick. I know it takes a little bit of time, but it's time that's greatly appreciated by us. We'll continue to do the show. It's growing. We've got some stuff coming up, perhaps. Now I feel like we have to, because I said we do. But, uh, you know, for now, I think that's it. Happy 50th episode, everyone. The Bear? find odd is this show our show our show this this show had a series like every now and then i'll go back and listen to old episodes there are bits that we tried to get going that never <laughs> went anywhere what what are some of them uh it being engaging was one okay <laughs> quality we used to have a quality, quality. of an episode Come here,
Did you watch all four episodes? Yeah, that's that's the whole point of, of what we're asked to do for each other here is to watch the episodes we're going to talk about. Oh. Right? Well, I wish I... No, it, it is. I was just going to say, out of the ten minutes that we've recorded, there's about five minutes of that that you could already use. So we only have to go another 45 minutes or so. So for you, it's all about length. It has nothing to do with the subject matter. We used to have a bit, and we did it for maybe three episodes, where I'd be like, I would say, like, hey, Bob, do you, do you remember <laughs> whatever the year is? And then you would have right. some witty comeback that I think was supposed to be like, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, that was a year or something really happened, and non sequitur. And we did that yeah. a couple times, and that went nowhere. I've rewatched a particular moment from some games that I've seen over and over again. I mean, my wife will uh, come into the room. She thinks I'm watching porn, but I'm not. I'm watching the Patriots Super Bowl for the 58th time. I'm jerking off to a yeah. football game. I'm <laughs> spraying jizz on the screen of a jet Um Joke's on her. Show, so is the jizz. Plus, I think he wound up watching TV. I, I, I bet he works in TV. I bet he married a TV. I bet he lives with a TV. Has probably been to three or four of them and keeps hooking up. And I bet it's a, you know, I bet it's a new TV. I bet it's not even like a, a TV from the 90s or something his age. I bet he's with a much more wider screen digital TV now. It's phony. It's phony. <laughs> he probably is. Um, we had the uh, the wiki the wiki tweaks that I was so proud wiki of, tweaks. which is a dumb segment. Every time I listen to those, I'm like, this is intolerable. These are 20 minutes of us talking about bees on MacGyver, ants, ants on MacGyver. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Stop. Oh, it's gone. Horrible to hear, right? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I couldn't hear that. Um, um, you can't see how how cringed I am right now, uh, trying to get through that. You think you were in a bong? I'm in a bong. Uh, Got to get out of this. <laughs> uh, we stopped very quickly. Stopped doing what I thought would be the big, hilarious sort of different sponsors every week from Butwells. That went nowhere. <laughs> that fell apart. I still intend to listen to the Howard the Duck one. See, that means no one listened to it because it's, it's, it's your show. And if you're not going to, I can't ask was, someone to listen to a show that my co-host chose not to listen to. That was to. a busy week. I just, I haven't found the time. It was two weeks ago, if not three by the time this airs, which makes, I guess that doesn't make you a liar yet because <laughs> it's only been two in real time. But for me, it's been three weeks of knowing that that exists. <laughs> This is a show you like, right? The X-Files? Yes, very much. Are, are we doing this show? Is it, no, we're, yeah. let me start it. Then we then ask me ask me again sometime. No, <laughs> I, I do like it. I like it very much. I'm just, I'm just, I am sorry. I was in a bad mood and I thought maybe I'd get out of it by the time this show started. But apparently. You're still in the bad mood. Not a bad mood. I said bad mood. <laughs> I'm in a bad, the impaler mood. I gotta go hunt me some some vamps. No, I'm. I mean, you're right. A bad mood. At the li- at the library, the the museum today, I saw a painting. I thought, oh, it looks like Michael Palin. And I realized a lot of these look like Michael Palin. <laughs> and it's not even like Renaissance specific. Like I always think of him as being from the Renaissance. I know he's not. It's just that <laughs> thing. But I'm like, there are a lot of paintings of men and women that look like Michael Palin at the 
Massachusetts Museum of Fine Arts. The very first episode, the Rogue One episode, it's a uh-huh. retro talk, then we go to watch the movie. Right between us talking and going back and watching the movie, I do an ad for Zencaster. That's right. I do a little non-sponsored, <laughs> this is how we do it, Zencaster with some music behind us. I was so embarrassed. I was listening. I'm the only one listening to that episode. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was doing a fucking ad. You know, I think our last episode should be of the year should be supersized. <laughs> you might get your wish. <laughs> you might get the. You might be the only one making that wish, and maybe Nate the Make a Wish Foundation will actually intervene and go, "Nope, sorry, no, you don't get that wish." <laughs> Why don't you meet Dave Batista instead? I don't want to meet Dave Batista. I want a supersized episode. No, we can't do a supersized episode. What if we made up your hand to look like Hellboy's uh, left right hand of doom and Tom Waits came in instead and sang you a little song? No, I just want, I just want, uh, you cannot have that. What if we got you a Big Mac? What if we got you a Big Mac and you didn't have to pay for it and you could eat that? How about that? What if you just cured my cancer? What if that? Why doesn't? Why didn't I do that? Here I am, shaking hands with the cast of Pitch Perfect Three and posing for a selfie. I can't even lift my own phone. I blew it, Genie. I blew it. Why didn't I wish for a goddamn cure? Oh, I blew it. Blew a wish foundation. Blew it. Fuck. I'm a seven-year-old saying fuck. Give me my hat. <laughs>